Yeah, I think I really had to look at my past experience and see the benefits and the growth that I experienced during that because while I was in school in sixth grade, I wasn't I wasn't loving it. I didn't have many friends there in my classes with me. And a lot of the other people in my class, we had four other people in my class. So uh, all of them oh, were younger wow. or, and one was older than me. So looking back at that experience, I was able to see how much of a blessing really it was for me. Hey friend, my name is Shira Rodriguez and I am a Jesus follower, a writer, entrepreneur, and lover of all things boho and books. In this podcast, I want to take you on a journey of discovering yourself, of discovering God, and of discovering your passions and how to make your life beautiful and so full that it overflows into the lives of others. And over here, we're not about compartmentalizing life. Oh no, over here, we talk about how to holistically take your life and present it as a place where others can be blessed just by knowing you. Are you excited? I am. So let's jump in. Hello, lovely listeners, and welcome to this first episode of the Live, Give, Repeat podcast. I am so thrilled to have you here. My name is Shira Rodriguez, and I'm the girl behind this podcast. Just a couple of facts about me. I'm a Jesus follower, which means that not only my faith, but my whole identity, my whole life revolves around Jesus. He's the one that gives me meaning and purpose. And I think it's so crazy to realize that the God who created everything from the smallest atom to the constantly expanding universe is the one I get to call my father, friend, and comforter. I'm also a writer, which any other writers here, I love words and I believe that they drive life in so many ways. I believe words have tremendous power and I truly believe that they carry life and death. I'm currently working on a historical speculative novel set in St. Augustine, and though I can't share a ton about it just now, I will probably be dropping hints about it every so often. I want to invite you, just like if you were stopping at my home, to sit down, curl up on the couch, and make yourself right at home. I truly hope this podcast can be a place for you to be encouraged, for you to grow, for you to learn, and hopefully also connect to other people just like you who want to live beautifully, give of their lives beautifully, and recreate repeatable habits that create a beautiful lifestyle. And now I am so, so incredibly excited, no, thrilled to introduce you to today's guest. Her name is Anna, and she is a TEDx speaker, a teen entrepreneur, and the founder of Soaring Together. She believes everyone has an important story to share, and creative writing is the tool to uncover your voice and stand out. After moving to a new state and going to a school that discouraged creativity, she opened her shop, Anime Design Co., on Etsy and started Soaring Together, a community with resources to help other teens reach their business goals. And now, several months ago, she got the opportunity to participate in a TEDx youth event where she shared three ways to breathe life into your writing and spoke about how challenges she faced in her very uncreative English class helped shape her view on how writing can be made exciting and accessible in a classroom setting. 
I enjoyed our conversation so much. And I can't wait for you guys to hear her for yourself because she is about to share some gold nuggets she learned from her experience on TEDx and how you can harness these same things she learned in your everyday life. So without further ado, here's my chat with Anna. All right, we're on. Yay. I'm so excited. Anna, I am so, 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 so thrilled to have you on the podcast, on the Live, Give, Repeat podcast. Welcome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, my goodness. So this is it's so crazy. You have done what most people at like twice your age have on their bucket list. I mean, you've started a business, you have been able to get on TED Talk, and like, how did all this start? I think that my business really started in fifth grade when I was in California, and I wanted some sort of creative outlet, but the whole TED Talk kind of thing started in fourth grade a year earlier when we were doing this expeditionary learning activity for called the biography project. So we would go to Sunrise Senior Living, me and two other kids would interview this person named Louise. And we actually wrote her biography as a writing project in fourth grade. So through that, I really discovered how much I loved writing and editing and storytelling. And that kind of set the basis for the TED Talk that I did my freshman year of high school. That is amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's incredible how you know, just recording somebody else's story can can really show you how, you know, a life, your life and your story can really impact people. Mm -hmm. And just like listening to her and being able to picture the things that Louise went through in her life, like in my head and doing part of the project was doing illustrations for the book and drawing things. It was just so cool to be able to have those memories from her and listen to her story and kind of think of it as if it were my own. Do you know what I, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. That is amazing. Wow. Wow. We are getting the inside scoop here. I have never heard, and I have been following you for a while, but I had never heard about that story. That is incredible. Yeah. It was one of my favorite things I've ever done because we just had such a personal look inside to her life and her story. And she actually grew up in Germany during World War II So just hearing all the history from her perspective was crazy. That's insane. And the cool thing is is that when you hear people's stories, it it really impacts the way that you see your own story and the way that you live your life. And I think that's really the, the powerful part of, you know, when you share your story and even in your TED Talk, just sharing your experience, it probably changed the way somebody else saw their own experience for sure. Yeah, I love that. I'm, a, I'm kind of curious. What was like the most challenging aspect of this progress of, of, you know, this process? And how did you see like growth in that? When I was first starting going to the first training to put together and write this TED Talk, I had so many ideas and so many different like ways <laughs> I could come out yeah. of the process of kind of writing about creative writing because I could look at it from like the business side of how it had helped me in my business or from the side of like, I used to not have a super creative school. And then I found a way to make it more creative and talk to my teachers and learn more about what it means to be a really great writer and a really great storyteller. 
So I think the hardest part in the beginning was finding a creative constraint, like a sort of thesis for what do I want this talk totally. to really be about. I love that. And how, how did that help you grow? And Because, I mean, when you have to pick so many stories, I know for one, it, w- it would probably pulled out a whole bunch of story ideas that you didn't even know were there. Yeah, I think I really had to look at my past experience and see the benefits and the growth that I experienced during that. Because while I was in school in sixth grade, I wasn't I wasn't loving it. I didn't have many friends there in my classes with me. And a lot of the other people in my class, we had four other people in my class. So uh, all of them were younger or and one was older than me. So looking back at that experience, I was able to see how much of a blessing really it was for me. Totally. That is incredible. Girl, that is gold. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. And what out of all those story ideas, what inspired you to use this story in particular? So when I first told my parents I was going to do a TED Talk, I was super excited. I bet. And my dad actually mentioned this TED Talk that he had watched, and it was called The Secret Structure to Great Talks by Nancy Duarte. And her kind of main thing about her talk was that the best speeches are made up of this kind of what it is and then what it could be. And they'll keep telling you, here's how this is now. Here's the problem that we're facing but here's what it could be like. And here's where we are now. Mm. And here's where we could be. And this is kind of my vision for the future. So when I realized that creative writing, the main roadblock where we are right now could be summarized by the story of where I was in sixth grade and the teacher and kind of the philosophy around writing that we had there. That is really the story that I landed on. That is so cool. I have to look that up. That is so cool. It's a fabulous, fabulous YouTube video. That's wonderful. Oh, wow. And, and, you know, and with all these stories, when, when you hear so many of these like TED Talks and these amazing stories, like the ones that you got to hear from Louise and about surviving World War II and all this, did you ever have like feelings of, you know, like my story isn't good enough or fears about, you know, how people would respond or what they're gonna say? Yeah, it was definitely, it took a while to get to that story. So first I was talking about like when my mom asked me to write this letter of recommendation to a friend for a friend for getting into high school. And there were all of these like different types of stories that didn't feel quite right. And that was definitely a little bit discouraging because when I applied for this TED talk, super exciting, then the actual writing and practicing part was really, really hard for the first couple of months. Oh, wow. Wow. Months. Yeah, definitely. Because the first and second trainings, I felt like I was the worst person in the room. Um, I couldn't get my TED talk to come out the way I wanted it to sound in my head. And it was it was so hard. Wow, I would never have guessed. And it's so funny because, you know, you see people on stage and they're just radiating this incredible confidence and everything. But you have no clue what it took to get there because you can't see when you're on stage. And, you know, or when you're watching them in the video or things like that, that's incredible. Yeah. Another thing that was really kind of scary for me in the beginning was I didn't want my English teacher at the time to feel like it was (laughs) a personal TED Talk about him because that's not at all what it was about. Yeah. And once that TED Talk was out, I was able to talk to other people who did the TED Talk. It's a cohort. So we had like 17 or 18 people. And they said that they shared my talk with their English teacher and they 
found it helpful. Or like I went on another podcast with another English teacher and she said that she found it helpful. So just knowing that this is not, while the story is very personal to me, it's not personal to these other people. And the TED talk is not an attack on them or anything like that in any sort of way. Of course. Yeah, no, you did an amazing job at like, you know, um, bringing out, you know, that, that situation that, you know, that you didn't, that you weren't exactly happy with. And it wasn't necessarily the most positive memory you have, Mm -hmm. but you turned it into something that really helped people and that helped other English teachers not make that mistake. Yeah. And I think it wasn't even as much of a mistake as just like part of my own story. And this is how I've become a better writer is through going through all of these different teachers with different ideas about writing and what it should be and how they should teach it. So I'm really so thankful for each different teacher and each different experience that I've had. I love that. Yeah. And I'm curious, you know, did, did owning your story and, you know, embracing what, you know, what you, all this, this sort of thing, you know, and embracing every obstacle and opportunity and good and bad thing that happened in your life and embracing that story. How did it help you embrace your uniqueness? I think it helped me see that every experience is really going to turn out to some to something that would be positive. So each, even if I'm making a mistake or if I said something that I regret, it's something that I'm going to learn and that other people could also learn from in the case of the TED Talk. But more personally, just that I can be thankful and realize all of these different stories in my life as blessings. That is amazing. Oh my goodness. That's so good. Oh, wow. And how, I'm curious, like, like, how did how did others actually respond? Like, what did people say when they saw your story? I'd love to hear actually what what the English teachers um, did, like to change and what your other fellow um, cohorts did. Yeah, so I think my friends at school were all super supportive and really nice. We didn't really talk about it a ton because I mean, even with my business, that's not the sort of thing that I talk about with my school friends. But right. Um, I think that my English teacher, I'm not really sure if he ever watched it, but (laughs) he did, he was super gracious about the whole thing. He did end up finding out about it and just, um, yeah, he, he handled it really well. I mean, never really talked about it one-on-one, but, um, yeah, he was really gracious about it. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, wow. What did your fellow cohorts think about it? I think that when we were all going in and out of the green room, we were all just hyping each other up and really excited. When I talked to one of the other girls um, a couple weeks ago, actually, when we were planning this next TEDx event, she said like, yeah, your first couple, couple practices, because in this specific TEDx event, there were three practices that we did. She said in the first two, I was a little worried about you. Like that was not (laughs) coming out super great. But then you had like this huge improvement to your third Um, talk in your third training, basically, where in the training, you practice your talk in front of everyone. And then from that to the actual event where you you went on stage was the most improvement. Oh, wow. That's crazy. And, you know, you know, when we're talking, so to you guys who are listening, you know, we can hear so many stories about people who do incredible things. And we think, oh, my goodness, that's so cool. But, you know, when, when somebody approaches us where, where they're like, oh, you could do this too, or you can do something else, we kind of tend to approach it like, 
we're not special enough or unique. And do you think we like your story has to be particularly special or unique so that it actually gets to people and impacts people and, and change? Not at all. My friend Gabby and I have this thing where every day when we're in Bible class or biology class, we'll talk to each other and Gabby will be like, so Anna, how was your your weekend? How was your last night? What did you do this morning? And I'll tell her like a little story. Like I was trying to eat this kiwi and then half the kiwi went out and went into the sink and I was really disappointed. And then I'll ask Gabby and I'll be like, how was your weekend or break or whatever and she'll tell me these little stories and then we talk about them and it's not that the story has to be big they're usually really small but I do learn so much from talking to her and just hearing all these different things that are happening in her life wow I love that I actually love that idea of you know sharing stories but as as a way like daily sharing stories as a way to not only communicate and share our experiences, because honestly, storytelling is such a bond. I know that, you know, when I read books with my dad, which there's like books, for example, like we're reading Sherlock Holmes right now. And just the fact that we're listening to it together in the car, sometimes there is like this bonding that you get from listening to these characters or listening to these stories or, you know, or even from a talk, you can listen to this story and it really bonds you. But not only that, it's a teaching experience because I think we as humans are totally wired to learn through stories. And when we learn that way, things stick in a way that they can't when you learn them as facts. Um, yeah, and even just talking about like books that I love with friends. Yes. It's, such a, it's such a good, deep conversation starter, I think. Absolutely. And you get to dig into even like base like like these questions of like, hey, what do you think about this? You know, if it was you, would you change this? Why would you change it? Um, or what did you like about something and what about an experience? And how would you have faced this this thing um differently or similarly? Or how do you admire this person for doing such and such a thing? It's it's incredible. And and that's what I really love and that and I love that idea that you you use stories all the time yeah and I think school and friendships and all of these types of things are all about asking the best questions and how can you ask a question that will really help you see something in a new perspective so like it could be as simple as you don't understand a concept in school and this just happened to me the other day and I had to ask my teacher and I had to ask him like three times because I needed to get a question that actually was like telling him, this is the problem that I'm facing. Can you please explain this concept to me? Or the same thing, right. like asking my friend about her stories and what she thought and how she experienced or any of these types of things where you can hear someone's experience, but then it's really about get, going deeper and asking them those questions. Yes. And I think when we are willing to listen to people's stories, we understand things, not just with our head, but with our heart, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Are you loving this interview with Anna? Well, then I've got some amazing news for you. Anna just started a podcast called Soaring Stories, where she'll interview inspiring and innovative entrepreneurs and learn the keys to their success. I don't know about you, but I will definitely be tuning in. You don't want to miss this. So definitely head over at the end of this episode and check it out. Hey, listener, are you enjoying this episode? I hope so. If you are, would you consider reviewing our podcast? 
This allows other lovely listeners just like you to find this podcast. So if you've been blessed in any way by listening to the Live, Give, Repeat podcast, I would appreciate your giving us a review so, so much. You can do this on Spotify or whatever podcast service you like to use the most. Thank you so, so much for listening. And with this, we'll go back to our episode. Yeah. So like, I, I bet, for example, listening to Louise's stories from, you know, World War II, it made the experience of even learning about World War II totally different. Mm-hmm. And it's because I feel like history definitely can be told from one perspective or looking yes. at, I've actually talked to one of my friends about this is like, is history looking at it from the perspective of the person who won or the conqueror or these other people who are in the story. But when you talk to someone who experienced it firsthand, it's like becomes so much more 3d when you're learning about it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, for sure. And, you know, I'm curious because you know, a lot of, a lot of our listeners, they may, I think we probably hyped them up so much about learning and about uh, talk, talking about stories and about speaking. How could they get involved in speaking opportunities like these? I think that the easiest way to start is in school or in your class, whether that's speaking to people in a different school. I've talked about my business and starting a business at other schools, or maybe it's like a speech that you're doing and that's where you're practicing public speaking. Whatever it is, even if it's this like, quote unquote, smaller thing, try to treat it like this big opportunity and practice like you're actually it like it does mean a lot to you because it really does. Like, right. I know when practicing for my TED talk, it took me probably twice a day for that last month going through it and picking it apart and figuring out how do I want to say this thing? So whenever you do get Mm -hmm. those opportunities, Treat it like it's the serious thing. But then if you are thinking, I have this message and I want to share it on TEDx, the best way to do that is to look for TEDx youth events in your state. So I'm pretty sure you can just Google that TEDx youth in California or TEDx youth in Colorado. And each one has a different application process. But when you know your story really well and when you can communicate it, and articulate it in that application or in that interview, that's going to be so, so helpful. Oh, wow. That is so cool. Yeah. I didn't even know that uh, TEDx Youth existed until I saw you on it. I was like, this is crazy cool. Why, why have I not heard about it before? There are definitely kids who have done TEDx Talks for a while, but I think TEDx Youth is a relatively new thing. That is so cool. And I'm so glad they're doing that because I feel like, being able to communicate your story and and take from your own experience as limited as it may be compared to like the the adult TEDx people um being able to look at your life and think what has life taught me so far you know what has god taught me through this experience why did i go through all these things because i i sincerely believe that every situation that we face in life is either meant to grow us or to stretch us in some way. And there is some good gold nugget in every situation. And I love that TEDx Youth um, gives students that opportunity to see the gold nuggets in their own life, in their own experience. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. Totally. 
And now I, before we close, I would love to ask you these three questions, which I'm going to ask every single um, guest that comes onto the podcast. Since this is the Live, Give, Repeat podcast, I would love to know what are some things that help you live? And I know this sounds like a weird, weird question, but it basically, what are things that just make you glad to be alive, that make you feel more alive, that um, just make you feel grateful for the, the fact that you get the opportunity to have, for example, this day to breathe and to live. Um, I know for some people, it might be like gratitude. Some people, like for me, it's going out and walking. It is the best and no phone. I mean, well, my phone's in my pocket just so that, you know, anybody that needs to call me, but I have like no headphones on and I just absorb the everything around me and it is so peaceful and beautiful. And I come back with so many ideas. It's amazing. What is something that um, that helps you feel alive and happy to be alive? Well, first, I'm going to have to try those walks because that sounds <laughs> absolutely glorious. But for me right it now, is. <laughs> it's calling friends. And I have alluded to this in this episode, but I've lived in three different states and gone to a lot of different schools. So I have friends from schools in California and Massachusetts. So I love calling those friends and getting to hear all of the drama and what's going on at their school (laughs) and telling them what's happening in my life, because that's super fun for me. Um, Also working on projects, whether that's for my business or just things that I like to do for fun. So right now I'm making recycled paper and trying to figure out how to like put this paper, blend it up and figure out like how to make recycled paper and how to make it look really cool. And then one thing that I've started pretty recently is as soon as I wake up, reading reading my Bible for 10 to 15 minutes and writing down like my main takeaways from that, because I feel like that is the best way to set my day up for success. Absolutely. I totally agree. I have to try. Oh, my goodness. That is so good. Yes. Oh, actually. okay. because I had a whole bunch of things that I thought of when, when you were talking. So. I don't know if I've mentioned to you, but I actually used to live in Colorado at one point, and I loved it, Colorado Springs. Oh, um, cool. When did I you move? I loved it so much. And I've lived in three states, too. Um, so I lived in Colorado Springs. Uh-huh. Um, it's kind of funny because we never went skiing. But, <laughs> um, yeah, and then before that, we lived in New Jersey. And after Colorado, we lived in Carolina, and now I live in Florida. So, yeah, I've been in, like, four states. And people keep asking me if we're a military family. And I'm like, no, no, it's, it's – <laughs> we're not. But we have moved through, like, four states. Oh, that's so cool. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And my sister also is cra- – she was crazy about recycled paper at one point. She was watching a whole bunch of YouTube videos about recycled paper. And it is pretty darn cool. For those of you who have not looked up recycled paper videos, please do because it's – I – really admire the dedication of people who do recycled paper but it is super cool and the paper that comes out it is just so nice and rough and oh it just gives you the best feeling even even through a screen yeah it's so fun I've watched those probably those same videos as well (laughs) yes yes totally and something else that we ask also over here is how do you give? So what is something is a lot of people focus on, you know, filling yourself up. And that's why I asked, you know, that question of how do you live? And, um, and also I forgot to, to say, 
I love that about reading your Bible for even 10 to 15 minutes during the day and um, just filling up with, you know, words that will inspire you and that will fill you up and that you, 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 your, you set your heart straight before you even go through the rest of your day. Mm-hmm. And back to my question about give, I forgot about that one. So how, when, when you give out, obviously you have to fill up before you can give because otherwise you don't have anything to give. But um, so many times we focus on filling ourselves up and you can look this up on like Pinterest or Instagram. You'll see, you know, the, the whole glow up thing, which it's not all bad, but if you're filling yourself up and you're not actually giving out to others, um, you're losing on half the joy of, of, of why you're living and why you're, you're doing things. And you actually pointed that out, you know, when you were talking to friends, it's you're giving out um, words and talking with your friends and they're getting something in return. Um, and you do too. So what is something that you do to like give? I think the first thing where it really starts is just listening really well and not interrupting and not necessarily connecting it to my own life again. Just really making it known that my friends can talk to me and I do want to listen to them and hear about what they're going through and asking how I can help. So whether that is a business friend and I'm trying to help them with an idea or someone I know in real life and helping them with homework or any of these types of things, listening and then figuring out how is the best way that I can help this person right now. And maybe they don't need help and maybe they just want to talk and listen and maybe we're going to go hang out and do things. But I think it all starts with listening if you want to have really powerful friendships. I love that. Yeah. And sometimes we think about, about you know, giving as something that, um, that you have to actively do. Sometimes giving is just listening. Yeah. And just being there. I love that. I I need to do that more often. (laughs) And my last question is, how do you repeat? So how do you make habits that help you, you know, balance living and bring life into a sort of harmony, into a sort of rhythm? What are some habits that you found really, really helpful? In the past two weeks, so I haven't been doing this for a while, but very recently I've started waking up pretty early And I'll either do something for my bit. Well, first I'll read my Bible. I'll get up, sit with my cat, read my Bible, do that. Then I'm going to kind of go write or do something for my business, maybe for an hour. And then I'll get ready for school. And that just helps me feel like I did something that really makes me happy this morning. I did something for my business. So that way I don't have as much pressure to do something after school. If I want to go to a sports game or if I want to do any of these other things, So that's kind of my morning routine. And then my night routine isn't as strict, but I do have two things that I really try to do every night. And those are to do the dishes right after dinner because I used (laughs) to do them like at nine or 10 o'clock and I would hate doing it and it would make me so annoyed. So I do that right after dinner. And then right after I do that, I'll practice piano and organ because that is something that I have for like, as long as I've played piano, I've always taken lessons, but my practice schedule has never been consistent. I'll either practice for like an hour for two days in a row and then not do it for the rest of the week. And I really did want to prioritize this year practicing piano again, even if it's for like 10 or 15 minutes. And then I'll also do my homework at night. I love that. Oh my goodness. Yes, totally. I do the same thing. So I wake up early, same. I do my devotional in the morning. And then I'll typically write um, 
after that. And I find actually that my words flow so much better after I pray Mm -hmm. and just ask the Lord to just give me the words that I need. Um, And he just gives me that download because it's, it's so much better um, to do it that way. And yes, you feel so much more productive because usually I try to do this before breakfast and then you're like, Ooh, I was totally so productive. It changes the whole day. Yeah. It's, the perfect way to get started off on the right foot. And then I go to school. I've already been up for a little while. So I'm feeling energized. Um, Yeah, I love it. Yes, me too. Oh my goodness. Anna, this has been such, such a delight to talk with you. And I am so, so excited for our listeners who are going to listen to this. I truly hope from the bottom of my heart that they find um, as much to love about this as I did because I enjoyed this so much. Well, thank you. I had the best time. So thank you for inviting me on and having this conversation. No, absolutely. Thank you. I don't know about you, but I enjoyed that conversation so much. I learned a ton and it was so sweet to chat with Anna once again and be reminded that every story, big or small, is beautiful and impactful. If you would like to get in touch with Anna, watch her TED Talk, or sign up to her wonderful newsletter, I'm on that list too, click the link in the show notes below. I truly hope that this has blessed you as much as it did me. Have an amazing day, sweet friends, and continue to live, give, and repeat. Yay, you did it. I'm giving you a huge virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Live, Give, Repeat podcast. If you'd like to learn more about or connect with us, head over to our website where you can find resources, blog posts, and more. Also, check out our Instagram page for more inspirational content and join our email list for insider secrets. The links are in the description box below. I can't wait to see you there, friends. Until next time.